money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That is good. That is very good. (laughs) Because (laughs) today, as we were coming in, we got all feisty in our conversation and warmed up like big time. So if you're joining us for the first time, you're you're going to... I'm going to be really calm and submissive and quiet. So this is a show where (laughs) Reb and I talk about the hard issues of money. We have... Ray's laughing because he knows that's impossible. Yes. If, if, uh, well, by way of introduction, I, you know, we don't often do a good job of introducing Ryu Ray, but welcome to the show, Ray. You are the ministry liaison for financial discipleship. Canada I don't think that's a whole his title. Other things, I, don't, I think that's an old title. No, what's your title? It's a very old title. <laughs> it's a very old title. <laughs> I'm director of donor and community care. There we go. I better write so. that down. So, so, and and the reason that's important because today, Financial Discipleship Canada is sponsoring the show. So it's great when we have you on the show and we actually get to thank you right face to face and say thanks for sponsoring the show. And uh, welcome in that way, get to turn to you, the the, our listeners, and say thank you for listening for seven years i yes. don't know how many podcasts that is but so uh, i have gone back i i mentioned it a couple shows ago and i'm like oh i better go check it was if you want to go listen to the first show in november two, 2016 um it's actually horrifying i started <laughs> listening to it yesterday and i'm like oh man i'm so serious i sound terrified mm. um well, we probably both anyway, were so you can all go back. It's on morethanenough.ca. Go in the look under radio and then click under dates mm-hmm. and go to November 2016. And it says first show. So you can go find it there. It's maybe I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> put the link there. <laughs> anyway, we're in our eighth season now. So. so thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for the feedback um you know it 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 sneaks up on you you just don't realize that every week this is one of the favorite things that Mm -hmm. rev and i love to do together we get to do together and 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 have guys and mm -hmm. women men and women like ray yes uh, come on board and and i remember last christmas we actually had you and arlene both of you that's right we talked about chris our christmas's past so Anyway, on with the show. Yeah, on so, the show. Okay. So. I don't even know where to start other than I'll say this. David, David and I were talking about giving. We've talked mm. a bit about giving this year. Um, I was recalling a show we did with you, Ray, about Zacchaeus and his response, his heart mm. response to Jesus and what that meant. I think it's in Luke 19. You guys can go read it. Normally, we start the show with scripture, but we're going to have scripture all through this this mm-hmm. time. But one thing, I guess I want to tell a, a, a little story, um, not really a story, but Dave had said to me this morning, if I think about how you are a giver, maybe you should say it, Reb, this is what I see, you as a, a person who gives. What would you say about me? So. Okay, so because because I want it. I want to leave lead that into the sure. kingdom account, and then so 
this is we were were just talking about giving and 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 i said you your your giving personality and is is more spontaneous but is more heart you you give from the heart and and it is very obvious that you give from the heart and often it's much more spontaneous where my giving personality if i can use that word is much more I take great pleasure in sitting down specifically that one time a year where we go, okay, what has God put in our heart for next year and who are we going to give to? And we get to, it's, it's, for me, that's a thoughtful exercise that's very intentional. <laughs> and so, you know, bringing that together and saying, this is why we have the kingdom account. And, well, and, so that's yeah. what I was going to say. So to solve a bit of the issue of me showing up at Different and saying, Dave, I just gave away, mm-hmm. you know, this amount of money because someone was in need or whatever. We cr- And we've talked about it before. We created a kingdom account. So which we just deposit so much money every week and you build up that account and you can you know, well, we used to write checks or you give it away or it, it can go for all kinds of things, not just church, not just charity. It can go to pay someone's groceries. It can go to take someone uh, to, you know, a play even if uh, as a blessing to them. There's all kinds of ways you can give to people. And that account is there for such a purpose. So that meets my, you know, that it's planned mm-hmm. spontaneity. You know, because being married to Dave, I don't know. You have to plan some of that stuff or you get in an argument. Well, so. I will say, you know, <laughs> not to bring the emergency cushion in, but there's a certain amount of just stress relief when you have an emergency cushion. Because, you know, okay, if there's an emergency, I'm going to have money. Well, this is my giving emergency cushion, cushion for I Reb. Suppose. There, there you go. Well, he uses it too. But, but. I mean, I'm more like Reb. Yeah. And Arlene's more like Dave in that sense. So I can spontaneously like, do that. There's things Arlene will do also, but it's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. just in the moment, that kind of stuff, even though we have also their giving account too. Yes. Uh, but it's like in the moment, it's like, oh, I think we really need to do this. You know, right. kind yeah. of, so that- and, and to clarify, that's a separate thing than the planned giving. Like, you know, like if you were planning to give to like uh, Union City Church, for instance, John and Vicki Ruby, who was just, John was just here. Yeah, we just plan to do that. That's something we plan. It's it's separate from that, our kingdom account. That kingdom account is really for my heart that, mm. and your mm. heart giving. But um, anyway, it's, it's not, we don't have law and rules around it necessarily. Mm. We kind of come to an agreement. More often so, than not, it's, but, you know, it's Reb going, oh man, this is a great conversation I had, or I just met this person, or oh man, I, I just saw this need. Oh and, yeah, and, someone needs a new stove. Do you think we could help them get a new stove? Yeah. Like that that's what that stuff's for. And then anyway. I'll say, and and it's great because I'll say How much is in the so emergency is, is there money in the in, in the in the kingdom account? And she'll oh, say, yeah. Oh yeah, I already figured it out, right? So like you know, <laughs> she's I can she's steal from here, there. I can do this, but and, and, and I'll go, Okay, great. You know, and so I get to participate <laughs> in that giving and it and it doesn't, you know, my my tendency is is to go, okay. You know, there's this, again, unexpected expense and you're going, how do we manage that? And we're not asking permission of each other and we're, we're foregoing, not that we ever really argued about this stuff. We, we've never argued about giving, I don't think, um, after 32 years, but it, it just takes away the, the angst, like from, from a partner, from one who just gives spontaneously, like throwing it in, you know, out in the air and the other one who's like restrained if you have this kind of account, then you, you know, it's helpful. If you're single, 
I mean, you can still have the account, but you never like, I'm not asking permission from David. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more like, is there money in the kingdom account? Like I'm, you know, if he really is concerned, like I'm giving it to a place that he doesn't really think it's wise to give, then we'll have that discussion. That doesn't, that rarely, I don't think if ever has happened, but, um, anyway, we kind of respect who God has made each of us to be, but this has been a solution for us. So anyway, we're, I'm throwing that out there at the beginning because of the the topic that came up for me when I was reading the story of Jacob and, um, and it's in Genesis 28. Now, I don't know if I'm going to read because I want to go to Genesis 28. We, okay, we want to talk about Abram a little bit and his 10% giving because it struck me afresh that lots of people come to us and say, well, you know, I do 10%. Is that enough? Like it's this, these questions that, and if you've listened to us long enough, we're like, this is about your relationship with the Lord. This is giving, giving, yes, planned giving, but also from your heart. And I was interested in Jacob's response to that Sunday school story that I still remember the little paper I got and you could move the angels up and down. I don't know if you guys ever had that. No. I had a Sunday school paper yeah. and you could put the angels in and they, they'd they cut a slit in and you could move them up and down the ladder, right? And I, I still have that memory. But his response to God being present with him and God telling him, what he does, you can read it in a minute, mm -hmm. that his heart response was, if you take care of me, God, I'm going to give you a tenth. And that was before the law. That was before the tithing um, that comes later that we read about in Leviticus. Is that oh, yes. Right? Um, in Deuteronomy. Yeah. So do you want to read just a few sure, so of that story? Genesis 28, 18, and we'll jump, Rev's just given the, the context and we get down to verse 18. And it says, the next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. And then he poured oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place of worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Your translation is interesting. That's a New Living Translation. I find that he set up a place and it was worship, but it was giving, but it's his heart response to the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Now, I am i don't know, like Ray, um, I'm going to ask you to tell us a story in a, in a few minutes, but what is your impression of reading this story from, of Jake? What, what are you sensing of his heart toward the Lord? You know, as I even thinking about it again this morning, just, you know, he had the patriarchs as his father, right? Mm -hmm. Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. And so, you know, we can live on our family's generational line and their heritage and their their testimony. And But for me, it's suddenly God appears to him and says, 
you know what? I was a god of your grandfather and your father, but you know what? I want you to know I'm also your god, mm-hmm. and you will also found me faithful in bringing you back here and all the stuff that's been part of your earlier years and shaping, but I'm going to show myself faithful in the midst of all your fears and all the stuff that's going on in your heart, because you really haven't encountered me yet. You, you you know of me, but you haven't had that intimate place yet of discovery with me. And so it feels like in this one, that whole sense of verse 17, it says, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. I think he had a fresh encounter with God that profoundly impacted him. And suddenly has a realization, okay, the testimony and how God treated my grandfather and my father, you want me to have my own testimony of your faithfulness. And out of that goodness, as I see your faithfulness, You know, I'm making a vow before you and to say, I will make you my God. And as you provide for me in bread to eat and clothing to put on and return me back to this place, I will establish this house, the house of the Lord, but I also will give you a tenth of all that I have. Okay, I have to tell you something because you both don't know I'm going to read this, but I was listening to my Lectio 365 app today and they talked about Blaise. Pascal, and he had heard about God, but then he had an encounter. And this is what's interesting, especially in light of the patriarchs. patriarchs. He, he wrote this, his, his prayer to God was this, fire, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, not of the philosophers and of the scholars, certainty, certainty, feeling joy, peace, God of Jesus Christ, my God and your God. Your God will be my God, forgetting the world and everything except God. Righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. Joy, 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 tears of joy. This was his heartfelt cry. Like as you're talking about Jacob, I'm thinking of this prayer that all of a sudden, for, I mean, Pascal was known for, I don't know, he, what, what did he, a mathematician. He was like, like a brilliant mathematician. He came up with a syringe apparently too, or something like that. I, at least I think that's what he said. I could have gotten that d- detail wrong, but I, I read it and I'm like, and you're, I'm hearing it in my head as you're talking about Jacob. All of a sudden it's, God is so personal. And for Blaise Pascal, his response was fire and passion inside of him. And he, and he goes to, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but now you're mine. Like, basically, that's what that prayer is. That's so interesting. Anyway. I I think it's, I mean, again, in both examples that we've just had, the connection and actually bringing Zacchaeus into this, uh, we talked about before, the, 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 um, the making God, you know, that, that, that experience of in Zacchaeus's place or case, it was Jesus. He experiences the, the real Jesus. In Jacob's case, it was my new God and Blaze, you know, Pascal. It's, and, and I think the, the fascinating part is, is that they all declare worship. They all worship the Lord and then they make this declaration of, and it's going to impact my wallet. I'm, I'm actually going to do something, um, you know, whatever. And, and again, in Jacob's case, it's 10%. And, you know, we can start looking at other places to see what is the response. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, sometimes even in our just regular giving, do we then have that same, man, I just want to give because of my heart is connected, has just experienced the presence of the Father, right? As, as yeah, you said, yeah, right? So here's the question I hear. How has our encounter with God impacted our wallets? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I find it always fascinating. I don't know if everybody experiences this, but sometimes when you're God's percolating stuff and even preparing, then I this morning get a devotional and he makes one line. The rest of the devotional actually has nothing to do with money, but this one quote he starts his devotional with. Gratitude is more than an emotion or posture that we turn on or off from time to time. It is a way of life that is meant to saturate every part of our being, forming and shaping us into people who receive life as a gift and offer it back to God in praise. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's so true. Um, you know, it's just a natural outflow. The more we experience God and recognize all that he's given to us, it kind of is a new lens to see how we actually move in our giving, in our... um... Because it's, you know, even in the story, the outflow, like what you were just saying, it struck me when you read it, David, that he set up the place with the memorial pillar. And it did remind me when Samuel sets up um, the Ebenezer stone, and he says, thus far the Lord has helped. Like, there was all these memorial stones throughout Scripture, but he 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 says, I'm setting up this memorial pillar, and I'm going to make it a pl- become a place for worshiping God. And that place of worship then becomes a place where he gives. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring and present to God a tenth at this place. When I, I don't I don't know if I mean we, Dave and I always talked about the practical stuff. What does that look like? Like how does how did he give a tenth? But did he travel back? Did he make a pilgrimage back to Bethel where that stone was and present God at the altar with the sacrifices? And I I don't know all of that, but I find it interesting that our our giving is a place of worship. Mm. And what also struck me in the story was that. Jacob said, this is the gate of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what a, like, wow. Like, have we ever thought um, that our lives are the gateways of heaven where God dwells, you know, because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, Scripture says. God dwells with us and in us. He He left his spirit with us. And have we ever thought that we are that place of worship, that we expend worship, but it's like, it's such an intimate visual. And that out of that place we give, mm-hmm. like out of mm-hmm. our heart response. And how do we, here's a question then, how do we, what if we don't have like stairway experiences where the gateway of heaven is, you know, the angels are rising and falling and, and, and we're just, actually just showing up every day we're just doing the next right thing and it doesn't feel very like heady or fire like like pascal says well and and uh, you know this you you always touch this is the practical part of me because you know he makes this declaration the morning after he experiences zacchaeus makes a declaration in the house when christ is there but but there's a whole lot of stuff that's got to happen after that for him 
for both of them to actually accomplish what they've declared. And, and again, I, we just trust that both of them, the transformation that's happened spurs them on to stand and do what they said they were going to do before the Lord, right? And so you go, you know, for, for a lot of us, you know, that, you know, what happens if you don't have that experience? Well, do you just show up because you the, the Lord's already spoken that to us, you know, whether that's, um, you know, again, all the different ways that the Lord speaks to us quietly, uh, you know. I'm, so it's not always going to be fiery or like, you know, uh, no, no, yes. uh, fiery yeah. or faithfully, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. in the I sense suppose. of saying, we, you know, the scripture is full of take care of the poor, the orphan, those that are in prison. Again, that's Matthew 25. Like, if we just do those things, like, Lord, I'm just going to do those things without the fire, without the necessarily the experience. Is is that still worship to the Lord? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worship to the Lord. Um, so, Ray, you had a story, though, where you were, you had mentioned about sharing. Well, you know, um, this uh, last week um, had opportunity to meet with a Cuban pastor who happened to be in the country um, visiting, and uh, a mutual friend of ours flew up from D.C. to meet together, and we had a few hours together. And so I was saying to Arlene, you know, um, I know the church in Cuba is struggling at this point. I'm wondering if we should be doing something, because I don't know how else to get finances to him uh, when he's in country. So Arlene and I are talking about it, and so then it was like, okay, so should we give something? And so we did. Um, plan that. And then um, just before, um, I think the day of the, before I left, Arlene whips in and hands some more cash. She said, I just got this, but I feel like this is where we need to be giving right now because this is rarely where things are at. And so um, we're having... We're sitting down in the gathering together, the three of us, and chatting. And so this kind is of you and the pastor. Yes, and the, and the, it's and other pastor friend. friend from D.C. And so um, all of a sudden, he pulls out some money he has. And he and his wife felt stirred also to give some cash for him. Because we processed with him, you know, how can we get money? And he said, you know what? Unless I take it into the country or somebody actually brings it, is near to impossible to get money from outside wow. the country in there. There's just so many blockages around that kind of stuff, and their money keeps changing. And so the money that I used in Cuba a few years ago just doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And I went to get some um, Cuban pesos to give him, and you can't get that. They don't even have them here anymore in Canada oh, either. So I was like, I we had this whole discussion. So we got U.S. money and Canadian money. And then my friend says, well, I've collected a number of these other pesos we used to use. And he said, they're useless. You can put them on as wallpaper on there. And so then it was like, okay. And your heart is aching. And out he pulls out a whole bag of this money. So he says, well, he puts it on the side. I guess we'll just have to... I don't know what I'll do with that kind of stuff. I said, yeah, no use. So then we're chatting a little bit longer. So then he takes the bag and he actually gives it to the Cupid pastor. And he looks at it. He looks at it. And he takes it out and he says, these are actually pesos. They're not the other cukes. No and it was like, oh. So then they had been all bundled into thousands. Uh, yeah, 
A hundred each. A hundred each. So there were a thousand pesos in there. So we all got excited that it was actually money that he could actually use. And then he looks at us and he said, that will get me a box of chicken right now. He said, the inflation has just gone up. So in the moment, I could tell both my friend and I, our hearts just ache suddenly for the realities of what he's living with. And here, suddenly, you'd feel like this is just a small little token yeah. of really, for him to even travel from from his community, his city, to a local one where the airplane was taking off for this flight, it cost him 250 Canadian dollars just to do that one-hour trip. Mm, wow. He said the cost is just astounding. So, it was in that moment, it was like, Lord, thank you that you prompted us to even Arlene to give that little bit extra for us to do this, to because... He's going to give that, I know, he will, as he's part of church, they will sow into providing food sure. to their community. Wow. Yeah, and you know what What I'm thinking of, because we're in the month of December and the wise men traveled, uh, they didn't have problems with pesos or knowing the value yes, of what yeah. they carried, but they brought with them a heartfelt thing because they were learned men, they were aware of the prophecies. And just like us, we know, we have the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know what it means to give. And they knew what they were called to, that they were called to give gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And in that time, Mary and Joseph had no clue what was going to happen. They didn't probably know when they said, go to Egypt, they all of a sudden had this provision for them to go. And that, that just reminds me, you were yeah. sending him off with provision, at least a little bit to buy yes, yes. what was Some needed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I was just thinking about the wise men in, in light of even Jacob, right? The heartfelt response. And they, they were stirred by the star and the prophecies and the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, that's probably as good a place to kind of wrap up in the sense of saying, you know, as we're in the Christmas season and we maybe think about that a little bit more, the season of giving as we've often heard it, um, you know, just recognizing that, you know, when we open up an experience, open up our hearts and experience the presence of God. And of course, that's our prayer for you in this season is, is that, mm-hmm. you know, your, your heart is open, you experience God. Maybe we'll give you a little heads up. Don't be surprised if the Lord also says, you know, open up your wallet. Or if that's your response, maybe that's the better way to say it. Your response to that experiencing the Father is, man, I I, I want to share what God has given me. And yep, that means, you know, opening up the wallet and doing it in that way in, in some way, shape or form. So you can read about it in Genesis 28, and you mm-hmm. can go read the story of the Magi in Matthew 2 this season, mm-hmm. and just spend some time in a quiet spot and talk to the Lord about giving, about your heart response to giving. Um, there's so much more adventure and invitation God has for us as we open ourselves up to Him. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Will you pray for us? Father, thank you for our time together. Uh, Lord, thank you for the example of Jacob and the encounter with you, Lord. And Father, may each one of us in this Christmas season have a fresh encounter with you 
to see you high and lifted up. Lord, and in that place, there'd be such a sense of gratitude, Lord, not only in this Christmas season of giving, because it's the attitude and the thing to do, but Father, even though steady plotting, decision after decision after decision, Father, just being available, uh, Lord, and, and to, um, just continually be faithful to giving because you have given so much to us. And so, Father, thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Ray, for being here. Thank you, Rebecca, for being You're here. You're welcome. Thank you and for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for listening, <laughs> you who listen, and we, uh, we just want to say thank you and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.